Wow, we geez. Okay, so it has come to this. All right, so I'm going to give you guys a disclaimer because it seems like this uh, Disney uh, podcast just turned into uh, something straight out of Cinemax. I'm going to think Cinemax still exists. Uh, does anybody know Cinemax still exists? Anyway, this, this, this is like Cinemax after dark, so you guys have been warned. And yeah, I've been holding at y'all guys in a minute. I've been kind of doing my own thing, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, these, these guys are really becoming a little X-rated, so uh, this is going to be an interesting podcast now. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. Okay, anyway, you've been warned. Information is being leaked out of your hospital to the hands of communist pigs. We've intercepted communications on multiple occasions between 1600 and 1700 hours. Which makes it this shift. One of your nurses is a communist spy. Which of you is it? Is it you? a goddamn spy. Who is it? It's me. I'm the spy. Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical, and with me today, I have uh, the amazing and hardworking Nikki Lachey. And gifted, Nikki Lachey. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Uh, you're quite welcome. Um, we almost didn't have you on this podcast. I was supposed to do the podcast yesterday. You said go ahead because you, you're an assistant general manager, so I was like... Uh, I don't think I'm gonna have on you because you're so busy, but you able to make time to come here. And, and I didn't, you know, I didn't do the podcast because because I had faith you were going to be here, Nikki Lachey, and you're here today. Wow! With someone calling off. Awesome! That's, awesome! Absolutely, that's me. Yes. So uh, also, I also, I also would like to thank everyone for uh, making me last by giving listener support to the podcast. And also, if you haven't. Uh, go ahead and give listener support to the podcast just to make me last. And uh, and anything else? Anything else I should discuss? The money, oh. the money is going to great proceeds here. It goes to the internet that um records these podcasts. It goes to the lights that we use so we could do the podcast. It goes to the meals that go in our tummies. We appreciate you. Thank you. Yes. And uh, pass me around to your friends, especially if family members that want to hear reviews on different films and don't mind cursing and personal stories every now and every now and again that probably will make you cringe. Go ahead and pass us around, you know, pass us around like an STD. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, so passes around like coronavirus. That shit getting passed around a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People want to party. People don't, you know, walking through doggone Target, talking about take off your masks. Yeah, take off your mask. You got, yeah, this is ridiculous out here, you know. And uh, you know, rest in peace. Um, Biz Marquis didn't pass away. Biz Marquis. What are you talking about? I was gonna say rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Oh. Why'd you say Bill Marquis? Because they were talking about him and um being very sick and he's in the hospital and he doesn't have coronavirus, that he had diabetes in a bad case. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Uh yes. Shout out, shout out to Biz Marquis. And um, you know, and uh blessings go to the Breonna Taylor family. I know they probably um having a hard day. A lot of us knew, I know I I knew I had a feeling that they weren't gonna you know, overturn, not overturn, but they weren't going to prosecute, you know, uh, you know, 
or nobody was going to go to jail over this. I think uh, one police officer did have a, a situation where I guess the bullet went to one of a white neighbor's house or something like that. And he's getting prosecuted for that, I believe, something like that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, yeah. So let's go ahead and get into it. Today, we will be reviewing. Lovecraft Country, Episode 6, Meet Me in Daegu. And uh, I didn't say this. Uh, this is actually Episode 94 for us. Wow, we almost hitting 100. Yeah, we almost will be there. So uh, We should get rewarded for that. Yeah, so make sure you all, uh, I don't know, give us rewards by making us last. But yeah, we will be... Uh, Reviewing Lovecraft Country episode six, meet me and uh, Daegu. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, um, but if I'm not, my apologies. And uh, this will be spoiler alert, so because we basically run down the whole thing. But let's go ahead and start it off. Uh, the director for this film, we have Helen Schaefer, who directed Castle, the Castle series, The Outer Limits, and Law and Order Special Unit. And the logline for this film, we have a beautiful but deadly Korean woman tries to find herself in the midst of making her mother happy and composing her emotions between love and hate with a military soldier that captured and tortured her best friend. Now, the characters for this film, you have Ji-ya, played by Jamie Chung. She was in The Gifted, Gotham, and Sucker Punch. You have Young-ja, played by Priska Kim. She was in The Trip and Awash. Now, uh, this story takes place in 1949, Daegu, Korea. Uh, some background of the city, it's formally spelled Taegu uh, with a T, a T-A-E-G-U, and officially known as the Daegu Metropolitan. Uh, it is a city in South Korea and the fourth largest after Seoul, Busan, and Incheon. Um, Daegu was an economic motor career during the 1960s through the 1980s period, was especially known for its electronics industry. Uh, the subtropical climate of Daegu is ideal for producing high quality apples, calling it Apple City. I wonder why they didn't, well, I guess they did the apple thing later on. They didn't really discuss anything about the apples in the story. But um, why should they, right? So we finally, we finally got a chance to meet Jiha. And uh, I mean, like we've, uh, seen her in a spell, of course, in episode two, um, when the wizards made a spell and Jiha, Jiya was trying to attack Tick. And uh, we always heard Jiya on the phone. And Jiya is in the movie theater dancing to Julie Garland, how this starts off. But what do you think about finally getting a chance to meet Jiya? It was nice to finally put a actual person with the voice because we've only heard the voice we didn't know where the voice was connected to we didn't know her life and it was great that they gave her a whole it gave her a whole scene right i went on the scene a whole episode episode yeah um, she was the she was a, the main character she was the star of this episode yeah it's not okay sorry sorry i don't mean to interrupt but is it just me or when jiha i you know came down from the spaceship and she was red who else thought she was a black girl i thought she was black i'm not gonna lie to you i thought it was a black girl that was in like red you know what i mean i was painted red that's what i thought you know the little cute little uh uh you know shorties with the slanted eyes you know the shorty black shorties with the little, little eyes you know that's what, I, that's what that's what i thought yeah i did not know that she was asian until like they showed her uh uh in the military outfit you know what i mean so yeah that, that really got me and then I, I guess the red all over her means the men that exploded on her when she used her her uh your, your tails you know what i mean so anyway uh, I, I didn't mean to interrupt i just you know want to talk about it and yeah so anyway it's not likely that you have um, where they give um, supporting characters their whole um, episode. Well, um, you know what they do? With, they do it a lot on this one because you know Letty had one. Ruby. Letty didn't have one yet. We yeah, don't, we yeah, don't know her the story. Haunted, the haunted house. Yeah, we do. The mother, the haunted house. That, that wasn't her story. I'm talking about her behind the scenes, like her her family, why the relationship. We don't have they. She didn't have a whole episode. Everybody else was in. Yeah, she she had that was about her. She was discovering stuff. Ruby, she you know you want to say Ruby didn't have an episode either. Yeah, Ruby had an episode. Oh okay. But Lady didn't have an episode. Lady had an episode. That haunted house was hers. That was her story. Okay. Yeah. So listen to me. Anyway, uh, we meet uh, Jiha. It starts off with Jiha in the theaters, and she's watching Julie Garland, 
And this is how G.I. actually relates to being a woman. Uh, in the 1940s film, Meet Me in St. Louis, uh, G.I. gets emotional. And you notice uh, the name of the film is Meet Me in uh, Daegu. Mm-hmm. And the Julie Garland film is called Meet Me in St. Louis. But uh, Jiha and Mother, they playfully are, you know, making pumpkin broth. And uh, she mentions getting help from the neighbors that puts the mother in a bad mood because, you know, and the mother uh, lets her know that we haven't or they haven't been invited to any of the community uh, gimjang. And do you know what gimjang is? I guess it's a traditional um, celebration. Right, right. So it is a, it's a traditional process of preparation and uh, preservation of kimchi, uh, the spicy Korean fermented uh, vegetable dish. In the it's usually in the winter time, and uh, kimchi is a spicy pickled cabbage, and it's uh, a national dish of Korea. But yeah, so um, you're, you're 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 correct. So in that, now the thing is, uh, Jiha Jia wants to. Uh, uh, she wants to get a degree and honoring the family and the mother like no you need to bring home more men so we were kind of thinking like oh okay you know maybe you got to they, have the male man in the house the, right it should be the wife the father and then the kid in order for them to be accepted right right you know so uh that ain't we, it no ain't no. what it ain't what right, you meant right right so then we uh see young ja as she entertains the class with stories of her game and her wap story Think they, she, she, uh, young job got that whap. She was talking about she got that whap, right? <laughs> nah, anyway, I'm just kidding. But um, she really is uh, uh, in 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 behind the scenes is conspiring with a fellow communist who everybody think is her boyfriend or somebody who she's engaging with. Um, they would secretly speak in uh, Banmal. It's an informal form of speech in the Korean language. I guess that's how they give their plans or whatever, or, you know, their spy messages. And uh, uh, Jia notices Young Ja's sock style. And so uh, that comes up later on. And then we see uh, Jia in the speed dating and she's tracking out left and right. I mean, just saying all kind of weird stuff. Uh, even talks about, you know, one of the guys says that, uh, you know, like, Japan has spent 50 years eradicating our traditional culture and you spend your time with the American propaganda because she was like relating some lines from American films to him. So, you know, you had that stuff going on. It had a lot to do with the Korean War at that time. Um, a lot of history with that. I had actually looked it up. I didn't know too much about it. I knew it kind of connected to the Cold War. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of information that kind of went with that. Um, and also, G.I. almost had a connection with one of the guys and she didn't. But um, Young Ja notices Jia's uh, uh, socks, that she bit her sock style. And what did they say? When you bite someone, that's a form of flattery? Uh-huh. It's a form of flattery. Flattery? Flattery. Oh, okay. Uh, one time I thought you were saying if you copy somebody, it was a form of flattery. But biting and copying is the same thing. Uh-huh. But, uh, and also, um, uh, they were going to go to uh, the bang. Um, what do you think the bang is? Let me bang. That's actually a coffee house. So there's no guns involved and no sex. So unfortunately. But uh, Gia was hoping to find that because she meets a man from Debang. You know. Let me bang. But before we get there, we noticed that uh, Gia and Young Ja, uh, you mentioned during the, uh, when, we were, when we were watching this that you felt you figured it was a girl attraction. Do you yeah, think it's actually attraction or it's a, cultural? They have some type of intimate um and get in interaction where Jiha is constantly rubbing her hands and looking at her hands. So I don't know what that's what that is, but it definitely looked intimate. I mean don't women do that? Don't you like rub no, other girls? Women hands? don't do that. We don't hold each other's hands. Y'all kiss each no, other. No, we don't kiss each other. I hold each other's no, breasts. We don't hold each other's breasts. No. That's all in on porn hub. That's not in real life. That's porn hub no, we're I talking saw it, about. I saw it on the real world, so that, That's that was the real world porn hub version. No, that is on MTV. Real women don't do that. Yeah, they do. Anyway, in uh, your head. <laughs> uh, that's when uh, Gia actually brings a man home finally, and we were like, "Wow, they're getting right into it." I, you know, like I thought they were going to like, you know, uh, he was going to court her or something like that. They get straight to it. 
But then I kind of felt something was weird anyway because when she like went into the room, she lit the one candle, she all the candles lit. The scenery, scenery. They were she. That's how you do. You know, you finna set it off. You finna show him your um your what is it? Swap. Wap. Your wap. You finna show him swap. your wap. <laughs> it's called swap when you get forty. <laughs> show, show him your swap. <laughs> That's what it is, boy. <laughs> so yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. Um, I, I kind of felt something was wrong with her, though. I was I was getting the vibe. I like something isn't right, and you know, and as Tupac said, I don't want it if it ain't that easy, or if it is that easy, something like that. I just totally messed his line up. But anyway, um, yeah. So you had that situation going on, and all of a sudden we notice that tails start nine tails. I thought it was uh, tentacles at first, hairy, hairy tentacles. But come to find out, it was nine tails that was just coming out of Gia, out of her mouth, out of her eyes, nose, ears. It was coming out of every orifices from her body. Um, she was basically the female Naruto, for those who watch uh, anime. Anyway, uh, she shoves the first tail up his ass and then steals his thoughts along with his soul and screams, Yahoo! Like the man on the mountain. Remember that was his thought. Remember when he climbed the mountain and showed him give birth and all of that stuff. I give birth, but hold the baby up and then he climbs the mountain. I guess I don't know what She's mountain. She's taking was. all of his memories that he cherished yeah. the most. And so she, so when he yells Yahoo, you know, which means Yahoo, uh, but she yells it too before he before he explodes and blood is all over the place. So um, that was interesting. I really like got my attention and then. The mother comes in not satisfied. Uh, you think the wants... mother will? You think the mama will be traumatized? The mama like, you gotta get some more. Ten more. Get ten more. Yeah. And so then I was we... like, that's pimp right there. That's mama pimp. Yeah, she pimping her <laughs> definitely. And then uh, after that, you know, we go to the summer of 1950, and uh, Gia is watching the Easter parade in the theater, and it starts to shake. Then we, that's when the Americans arrive, and the tanks, uh, the American start soldiers start passing out flyers with tanks rolling down the streets. Uh, suggesting that the Americans here and uh, they're here to fight for freedom, fight for their freedom. And so uh, it's Jiha's birthday. She's at home. It's her birthday. Her mother cooks her some food and they have a deep discussion. And this is where we get a little deeper in what might have happened. They discuss the husband and the memories uh, she keeps uh, with her soul. And uh, Jiha is told that she loses all of her memories. She will lose all of her memories once she reaches 100 souls. And so uh, we find out that. Well, after those memories don't belong to her to begin with, it belongs to the man that she killed. Correct. So of course, if she's um, if she's gonna get her soul back, then then everybody else's soul who she took, she gotta let that go. She does. That, that is correct. And then we find out that the technical term for the nine-tailed fox is the kamido, the kamijo, and uh, which will uh, and the kamijo will leave the uh body of the host and the daughter the original daughter will come back and that was that what was told by the mud dang and the mud dang is the korean shaman so i found that that, that to be pretty interesting and then also uh that's when we go back to the hotel the hotel the hospital and an injured white soldier comes in using racial epithets and uh gi is injured the guy grabs gi's arm and that's when young ja comes in and young you know, ja like Get off my bitch. That's my bitch. I'm I, young jock and this motherfucker. I, I didn't hear her say any of that. She just oh, grabbed a no. syringe and stabbed the soldier and, and sedates him. That, that's all I saw. I don't know if you're watching the that's scene. That's what she meant. Oh, okay. And so then we see later on in that scene, a guy, I guess that was alleged to be to be Young Ja's new boyfriend whisper something in her ear. Right before the scene goes to Young Ja and Jia. Uh, walking down the street at night, and so what do you think that they were they were planning? You know what I think it was. I think her and the other communists were killing soldiers, soldiers in the hospital. Wouldn't that make sense? I guess. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, but they didn't. Did they? I don't think they clarified. That they didn't clarify anything, yeah. but they just said that something is being leaked. Something is being leaked. Yeah, information is being leaked. But yeah. in the hospital, wouldn't that be a good idea? You know, get connected with a nurse that works at the hospital, so when the soldiers come in, you can kill them. Right. But I mean, you know, they found out that messages were being leaked. You know, I'm pretty sure they'll find out something's up. Soldiers are dying all of a sudden. Right. Which kind of brings me to one other situation later on that we'll discuss. Um, 
but yeah, but uh, Young Ja and Ji discuss Young Jock's, uh, Young, I'm gonna call it Young Ja. <laughs> <laughs> hey, going down. But anyway, Young Ja's alleged boyfriend. But Jiha uh, finds out more that, you know, Jiha reveals that she already knows that they're comics. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, I already know that y'all talking about this right here. And then Young Jaws like, wait a minute, you know. Don't say that out loud. What are you saying? And she's like, oh, you know, she's like, it's okay. Hey, I, I, I hey. accept you. Right? I accept you're you you're you different. Are. I'm different, too. Yeah. I'm a monster. You're a communist. I mean, hey, you know, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. That's when I think she really got the idea in her head that maybe she's not that bad. Maybe she's not ready to leave. Maybe this whole idea of her daughter coming back and her disappearing is not a good idea. Good idea. Right. It's something that she may not want to do. And uh, and that's when um, she reveals to her uh, friend that her mother is trying to change her. Uh, and uh, and that's when uh, Young Ja tells her, you can't let uh, her fear control you. And, and the funny thing about that is that I heard that phrase before in an earlier episode. I don't know which episode. But I believe um that that was told to Nettie. Who? Nettie? Who the hell is Nettie? What's her name? Nettie? Nettie? Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. Life's can't be No. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Okay. So, um, also, uh, a vehicle pulls up and Hang Young Jaws' alleged boyfriend for being a communist and they all shout communists in the streets and all kill the communists. Anyway, Ji uh, uh is checking out one of the soldiers, and uh, while that ha- while that is happening, because they're saying American soldiers are just letting this happen, and Ji kind of eyes one of the U.S. soldiers. She takes him home, and we just assume that the same thing happened to him. He was destroyed because there's blood all over the room, and uh, the mother informs the uh, the daughter that you just need one more soul left. And Jiha says uh, her father loved her from the memories. You know, they had a discussion about the, you know, when she killed her father the same way. And as we said earlier, she takes in their memories and their soul along with the memories. And uh, in, in her memory, she was being molested. And she was saying that, hey, you know, you know, I think, you know, daddy loved me, you know, type of thing. And the mother was trying to explain to her that yeah, was you don't know love. love. That's why you don't need to be here. If you think that's love, something wrong with your motherfucking ass. <laughs> and uh, she was summoned, and basically, uh, the um, uh, the Camijo uh, uh, was actually summoned to kill the father because of what he was doing to the daughter. And um, that's when the mother lies to Jia and tells her that she's an incapable of love and that she's a monster. Did you? Um, you didn't even mention the fact that this this. Um, episode was full of subtitles, right? Yeah, it was subtitles. I didn't mention that at all. No, I, I mean it was, subtitles. It was spoken in a different language, and we just read the subtitles to get the understanding. Typically, I don't like stuff like that because when I'm watching TV, I'm usually doing three or four other things, so I'm not always looking at the TV. Mm-hmm. In order to understand that, I have to actually put my phone down and watch the TV. Good. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be having your phone out when we're working. Just like how you tell your employees, put your phone up. Won't you tell your employees that? Carry on. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. So, that's when uh, they get into an argument because Jia, as you said earlier, Nikki, that she doesn't want to kill anymore. Uh, Jia is like, yo, I'm fine the way I am. I don't want to I don't want to change, you know. And uh, that's when the mother was trying to tell Jia that, you know, my daughter is inside of you. I don't want you. I want my daughter back. Right. She and was it, like, and, but but no, at this point, she was more sympathetic because she was like, hey, you know, my daughter's inside of you. You, you, you'll remember the stuff. Because I think um, Jia was saying that, hey, I don't remember anything. There's a big chance that your daughter may not come back knowing all the past because I don't know anything. I don't, only, only the information I know is what people that yeah, showed me. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, what your dad, you know, showed me because what ended up happening was Jiha was singing this butterfly song and uh, Jiha's mother was like yeah see the memory is coming back she was like nah I just remember the song because no she said that's the song that I used to sing my daughter and then she was like no that's the song that she used to sing in her head when her daddy was molesting her right now this is the other crazy thing though this is like uh, uh, the song that uh, Jiha, Jiha was singing was the butterfly song butterfly and then this is something I came across. This is something personal. All right. So the butterfly song, and it's a song uh, about butterfly hugs. Well, actually, not even a song. It, it was a group that I came phrase. across. A phrase. It was on MySpace, 
and I was, you know, checking this girl out. And I went and I saw a picture of this uh, girl. She was cute. Uh, she was with a daughter. And the daughter just, was, the mother was smiling, but the daughter had this weird look on her face. Like she was just didn't want to be there. And I was just like, this is a weird picture. And I kept looking at this picture. So I actually, I read the profile because back then, you know, dudes didn't read profiles. You know, like girls just get on dudes all the time. They didn't read your profile. They would just go look at your picture and then start asking you questions that's already in your profile. So I was one of those dudes back in the day in my, on the MySpace days. And um, but yeah, but uh, actually in that picture, no, actually what explained that picture was this girl was part of this member. It was called Butterfly Hugs for Butterfly Kisses. And it was about parents who had sex with their kids. You know what I'm saying? And I was just shocked. Like, am I reading this correctly? And, and at the time it was Richie Matt because Richie Matt, I was Richie Matt's roommate um, before we uh, moved out. So I, that's when I just moved to Atlanta. And so I said, Richie, man, you see this right here? And he was like, I said, am I seeing this correctly? Like, yeah, man, like he's, you know, he's very blunt. Yeah, the parents, they got a society where parents are fucking their kids, you know? So I'm like, get the, you know, get the fuck out of here. This is ridiculous. And my homegirl from Texas, I showed her and she like reported them. And um, so then that's what happened with that. And then all of a sudden I didn't see, cause I actually looked up the site and the site was basically a secret site and it was basically saying that how parents have a special love for their own kids. And it was called Butterfly Hugs for Butterfly Kisses or something like that. And then I told a friend about that recently and she was like, that is strange because I can't, I, it was somebody, well, I won't say recently, it was like a few years ago. And she was like, uh, that's strange because it's a song they used to sing in church. And it was called, not church, but it was something. Yeah, I think it was church. And it was called Butterfly Kisses, Butterfly Hugs and Butterfly Kisses. And she played the song and the song had like a dual message to it. Mm. And it sounded like as if they were talking about a special love for his daughter. And that was crazy. It's, that song was on YouTube. It's called Butterfly Hugs, uh, Butterfly Kisses, Butterfly. I think it's called Butterfly Kisses or something like that. It's supposed to be like a, a, a Christian song or whatever the case may be, a church song. I don't know. But anyway, I, I thought that was weird. And, and during this whole thing talking about uh, Gia uh, uh, singing this butterfly song, and that's the song that the daughter sung while being molested by her father. And I'm like, wait a minute, this can't be a coincidence, can't be. So anyway, the um, the 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 father actually, Gia's uh, father actually handpicked her mother because uh, the mother was a pariah and the mother was single with a child, and I think in that uh, culture that's looked down upon. Um, also to the, uh, right after that, you see a bunch of nurses who were being, uh, brought in, in a, uh, a military truck and on the back, you know, they let them out and they're being interrogated. And we find out that they know that one of these young, young ladies is a communist spy. And, uh, this all happened on GI shift. And so you had the soldiers, uh, mainly you had a, a, a Korean soldier and you had uh, mostly black soldiers who were shooting the victims in the heads. And then I don't know if that represented that they were they were sent to do the dirty work. I don't know. Yeah, it was all minorities. Who did yeah, it. it was all minorities, which was interesting. Yeah, you called that out when we were watching it. And I was like, yeah, that is interesting. And so, uh, well, it was uh, minorities and black people. And uh, so what happened was, uh, no, no. Nah. And so what happened was uh, uh, you had uh, uh, Tick, because you called him out, he said, they go Tick. And Tick walks up to one of the women and blows her brains out. And I was like, yo, that is crazy. And so uh, and then we see Tick get ready to kill Jia. And that's when young Ja jumps in and is like, you know, no, I am the I am the spy. And so that's when they knock out, uh, you know, knock out. I think Private Tick knocks out uh, the innocent I'm not innocent, but knocks out young Ja and they, you know, take her in, you know what I mean? And then that's when uh, Jiha is uh, at the theater and the theater that she normally goes to. And it's like red owned, basically saying that they're communists. Now, this happened in the fall of 1950. And then you also have Jiha. Uh, she sees Tick again when at work this time. And it's a bunch of uh, American soldiers that have been hurt real bad or whatever in war. And she sees Tick and she's upset. And Tick, you know, is upset as well, but he's upset that he can't read. He can't go and escape. Well, and he can't 
read because he can read. He just can't, he can't read see. because he doesn't have his glasses on at the time. No, no, he had his glasses. Would be his glasses are broken. I'm sorry. His yeah, his glasses. And then his eye was messed up from I, the from the explosion, I believe. I don't know, but I know that his glasses was damaged, right. which affected him reading. Right. And so, uh, and then after that, uh, we she goes back home and she goes to tell her mother like it's on. Like I found who I want. Yeah, we about to we about mm-hmm. to kill him. It's on again. She's finna sacrifice her life to revenge her friend's death. Yep. And so from that point on, uh, she's helping Tick, uh, you know, make the bed. Well, she's making the bed, and Tick gets out and helps her make the bed because he said he needs something to do. And he asks uh, Tick asks Jiha to read the County Monte Crisco. That actually is uh, uh, Montrose's uh, Tick's father's favorite book. And uh, she actually saw the movie, so she spoils the ending. It's like, hey, this is what happens at the end. You know, the two main characters get together. It shouldn't have went that way. That kind of, you know, messed the story up. And Tick is like, well, you know, you might need to read the book because that's not what happened. They rewritten the um, story. Yeah, because they thought it would be so better that way for the film. And they thought that the film would be better, yeah. Right. And so, uh, so yes, yeah, so that's how that went. And, you know, he was trying to, you know, befriend her. And she wasn't trying to feel that because he killed her friend so uh she kind of was like I, I gotta go on break whatever and so um after that but did you know the author of the conti monte crisco is a black author did not know his that. name is alexandre dumas um he also did the uh the the um three musketeers oh wow yeah yeah so um so that was interesting and then all of a sudden you know outside uh, while Jiha was playing uh, some kind of ball game, they kind of run into Sung, and that was the uh, Korean, the South Korean soldier, uh, well, South Korean American soldier, and also Tick. And uh, she, you know, wanted to know if uh, they both met Julie Garland, and she let, and they they kind of laughed, was like, met Julie Garland? Nah, you know, only way we meet her is if, you know, he's a chauffeur and I'm her butler, you know what I mean? So, nah, that, that doesn't happen that way. And so she asks, why did they join the military or why are they here? Because basically, you know, they don't, they don't seem happy to be here or whatever. Why are you fighting for a country? Yeah, why are you fighting for a country, right? That they accept you. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, Sung lets her know that, hey, you know, at, at home they call him a, a goop. And Sung said, well, I, I was drafted. That's the only reason why I'm here. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he said, you need to ask him. Right. You're the one that joined. Right. And she, he was letting her know the names that he's called here in America. And uh and in korea he's called a young young nam and uh which is means a stupid guy from the western like europe like north america because she actually called tick that as well when they were having um we'll get to that a little later so yeah so then um she actually accepts some lightweight but kind of threatens tick you know because uh they were asked uh, Tick asked her uh, about seeing any other movies, and she was like, "Well, we haven't gotten any yet, and by the time they get some, we don't know if we'll be here or not." And she was basically saying that. Well, no, she mentioned that the theater was closed. Yeah, she said she it was closed, but she said we don't know if we'll be here or not because she basically meant that you know she will be gone because she would give her hundred soul, and Tick was going to be that hundred soul. Like, uh-huh. so it was kind of like a low key threat, you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, but you you are right as well. And uh, also, Tick uh, uh, ran into um, Tick ran to his book to escape his father. He reveals that to her. He ran to the military to escape his father because he used to run to his books to escape his father, and that didn't help. So he went into war uh, or in the military to evade uh, the father. But now he has to, you know, now escape he's back. To the book. It. He's yeah. Like- my this is it's worse than whatever my daddy could have did to me yeah yeah and so um now uh at back at the hospital jiha reads tick um of the book and you know they get to know each other better uh and she repeats the quote that uh young Ja young Ja said to her is uh, we have to stop letting uh their fears shape us and tick says he wants to meet her best friend and ironically he already met the best friend he actually, uh, you know. And um, I think that that statement right here, right there, reminded her of what her purpose was. You know, she was probably connecting with him, feeling it. And once he mentioned that, yeah, kind of went back yeah. to, yeah, I know what my purpose, my purpose is doing, doing this is. Yeah. And so, uh, so then he, you know, after that, uh, uh, Tick basically asked Young Ja, oh not Young Ja, uh, Gia, 
to go out on a date and she actually meets him on base and the you know they basically have to play the perception like is she's a prostitute. prostitute right so that because you know you don't know who's you know a spy or whatever the case and so uh take uh looks a little nervous but he, he she's brought into a room a dark room and then they put the light on you know because she's kind of nervous at first don't know what's going on if she's gonna get kidnapped or what but tick standing there with the bros looking nervous and he sets up a film that was given to him by his uncle george now uh after they watch the film they have a romantic night and she tells him i'm cold and you know what that means no she says i'm cold and uh she knows what can warm up do you know what can warm up uh nikki some dick That is correct, Nikki. Uh, wow. Um, and also, uh, that's when we find out she, uh, young, not young, I want to call her young Jai. She, uh, takes, uh, Tick home and we found out that Tick's a virgin. Um, and so that's interesting that, you know, we see Letty lose her virginity to Tick and Tick, this is who Tick lost his virginity to is, uh, Jia. And, uh, in the middle of this, uh, sex, uh, you know, she makes Tick leave, you know, because she realized that she really has compassion for him. The mother busts in the door, and that's when, uh, you know, she she calls uh, Tick that word. What, what was that word again? That um, that Young Nam, and you know, tells him leave Young Nam, leave Young Nam, or whatever. So he gets the hell on, and uh, and the mother is like, hey, you know, you just messed everything up. And don't ever call me mother and spits in Gia's face. Cause you were like, oh, you know, like, you know, I'm pretty gangster. So anyway, they meet back at the base, and that's when Gi admits to Tick that, you know, you killed my best friend, you know, and that kind of, you know, upsets He's like, you him. knew this whole time and you didn't tell me. Exactly. You made me care for you. You didn't tell me. Yeah, and I, and I felt like that was a little selfish. It's like, yo, like, you know, you know, you, you're not even considerate of her feelings. You know what I'm I saying? I mean, I think that he's looking at it differently. He's not looking at it as him killing somebody. He's looking at it as he's in the army and he's doing what he was sent to do. Right, because he was making excuses. He was like, right. well, she was a communist. Right. She was, you know. And, yeah, you know. and that's what they do when you go to the army. They brainwash you to think that what you're doing is the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. You, you're destroying other people for uh, the, your freedoms. Right. What was the line? They, they say that... Uh, we do it. We we we're attacking this country for the freedoms for your. We fight for your freedoms. I think that's what that's what it is. They they getting the oil from Iraq, or Iran, and uh, we're doing it for your freedom. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so you had that um, you had that happen, and she also admits that yo, I was going to kill you, but I changed my mind, and she realizes until she realized that you know the war is tearing Tick apart, it's tearing everyone apart, and uh, you know Tick included, and that's. Also, um, where uh, Tick is kind of, well, I'll say Gia is kind of different because most people wouldn't let that go like that. You killed my best friend, you know, regardless. First of all, this whole situation is fucked up because you killed her best friend and she's telling me that she was going to kill me. That means I got to break all ties. <laughs> I don't need to be in this situation. <laughs> I'm go this way, you go that way, and we just wash our hands of this. Well, you know which way they went? They went to the film room, and that's where uh, we see Jiha uh, break Tick's cherry like Elvis would a 14-year-old girl. She was like, let me show you how this done. Did you know that uh, Elvis came up with that, that phrase, popping cherries? I did not. Yeah, I remember I used to say that we used to say that back in school, like in like elementary school. I used to hear white kids say that and so I had to start, you know, well, like, oh, okay, popping cherries, you know what I'm saying? But come to find out, that's what Elvis used to say when he used to pop like 14-year-old girls' cherries. Mm. Yeah, so that's interesting. So Tick got his cherry pop when he wasn't 14. That means that they're having sex with a version. Right, right. And so um, so that's when, you know, she goes home to face her mother and tells her mother about her feelings, like she does care and all of this. And the mother tells her, what was the, what was the line that, that the mother told her that got you? Like, yeah, she told her. <laughs> you remember? Uh-uh. You don't remember. Uh, she was like, uh, well, did you tell him yet? Did you tell him that you that you were uh, a nine-tailed fox, that you were, you were a cummy hoe? And she would just kind of shut the hell up and look sad. And she was like, yeah, because you were like, yeah, that's what I thought. You know what I mean? So, but um, yeah, so you had uh, that that happened. And then uh, the winter 1950, you see Tick and, um, Tick and, um, I'm about to call her, uh, <laughs> uh, 
Camille, but that's not that's not her date. Uh, Jiha, she is a Camille, but uh, you see uh, Tick and Jiha there in the snow, and that's when you're like they're having fun, they're living a good life, and that's when uh, uh, Jiha is reading Tick the Nine Tail story, Fox story of the Camille. And he's not really paying. He's kind of paying attention, but he's like, "Hey, yeah, she don't. He don't know the significance of right the story that she's telling because she's probably preparing him because she did want to tell him her truth." Right. And so that's when uh, she. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna, I might. I might use a poll. Would you use uh, the nine? If she can control her uh, nine tails, would you uh, use her? Like as a Not girlfriend, the thing she... about the nine tail demon that's inside of her is it only comes out when she have an orgasm. Right. That's the much. only time. It so, comes so out. as I was about to say was, you know, guys out there, if your girl was, uh, if a you're white in the bed, a camijo is a chick for you. What are you talking about? Anyway, I was about to say was, uh, <laughs> if your girl is a camijo, would you let her let her use her foxtails to tickle your balls? You had to take it there. You had to take it to some ignorant place. Like what, do you, what do you mean? It's not ignorant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have She's blowing people up, but so she can control her powers to tickle your balls. That could be. That could be nice. I mean, it's, it could be nice. She ain't got to use her hands. She can just use her foxtail. Carry on. All right. So anyway, uh, after that, um, we see where uh, uh, I, for, I, for, I forgot where. You talking about ticking and balls and stuff? You do. We're we're talking about when they were having sex. Oh, okay. So anyway, for the last time. Yeah. So that's when. Yeah, yeah. Because the last year they had sex for the last time, and then uh, that's where he has really enjoyed it. Right. Because she had to catch. She had to grab the uh, tails to make sure. She forgot that the tails was coming. (laughs) T caught on quick. You're a quick learner. Yeah, because she didn't get that last tail to shove it up his ass. That's what back Because she was trying to grab the tails like, yo. But like she was did, grabbing the ball. But it did connect with his eyes. Yeah, his that's mouth. when he had the uh, visions of his mother uh, reading books at night. Uh, they even showed him beating. in a bed with some lady. Well, not, not, not yet. Because uh, then it shows uh, her best friend getting tortured. And then it then in the future, it shows him with a, uh, like a future. Because she kicks Tick off of her. But she then all of a sudden appear, memories from the futures come appear. The funny part about that is he wasn't he was no longer connected to her. So how is she still seeing it? You know? I don't know. I mean, maybe because remember most people she always she already kills. Right. So Tick is still alive, so maybe the images. I still think what that through. means is Tick died and then he came back. Okay, you're just making up stuff. No, so, I'm, that's my perception. Well, of course, I'm making up stuff. That's my synopsis. Okay, that's your synopsis. Don't get no attitude because you're wrong. You're gonna tell me I'm lying because I made a synopsis. Now you gonna tell me what I think? No, what I think is not a lie. No, it's just wrong. Anyway, uh, that's when we see uh, the uh, the black woman, as you mentioned, uh, Tick going back to Chicago, and then we see him get baptized, and then we see Letty's face, and then all of a sudden he's tied up, and then he dies. So what makes, what makes you think that he died? He died because she sees there before, right before she kills him, but then she's seen him twice. So that means he has two lives. I think he's going to, he's gonna just like Letty did, she died and she came back. I think he's going to have that same so, experience. So what part? So, you, so you're saying he's going to die and come back? Or you're saying he died gonna, right there with he's her? He's going to die and then he's going to come back. So just like everybody's saying, die, 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 he is going to die. Oh, I thought but you was, he's going to die, he's going to come back. I thought you were saying that he died with her. No, I oh, didn't. Okay. Oh, okay. So you just weren't clear. I, you weren't crystal. You weren't crystal. You weren't crystal. My <laughs> prediction. But it just wasn't a crystal prediction. Carry on. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, he leaves out. He freaks out, and he leaves her sad and upset because of uh, you know of what just happened. Like he's just you know crazy. He had a tail up his ass. So yeah, <laughs> anybody are gonna leave a little upset. And unravels after a tail come up their ass. <laughs> well, I think if the tail would have played with his balls, he would have stayed. Anyway, uh, pause. Anyway, you and these balls. I'm telling you, man. Shit, <laughs> she can use that tail of my balls. Just, just, just swap it. Just swap the ball. Somebody did something to you. <laughs> you know, don't go, don't, don't go near my rectum. Just swap the balls. That's all you got to do with your tail. But anyway, uh, the the mother. Um, so she leaves, she's upset about that. And then the mother comes home and sees, I told you so. I told you. No, actually she didn't. She the mother comes home and sees Jiha mad sad. 
and upset and she holds her like that's like she treats her like her dog like like the, my thing is she is almost i think she even called her out um the uh gi called her out she yeah. she said that you front like you don't like me you know what i'm saying yeah, you you just find and trying to find a reason not to love me right exactly because she always featured that like 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 you called it out when you were making kimchi they um they had a great bond together like for her birthday she made her uh uh some some food for her birthday they sat down they eat oh, together they have a know. very strange relationship um because the thing about it is the mom knows everything about her life she tells her mom everything right, in, right, a, yeah. in a relationship like that you would think that's a strong relationship right and in present period now because nowadays the parents and the mom they don't talk like that right you, you did mention that a lot of people don't have that same you know uh, relationship relationship with their mothers now I, I i have a relationship with my mother like that um yeah you, we, we you know, mama know about this ball thing that you got all right moving forward so then uh we go and we see uh uh gia and her mother are walking um in the snow and come to find out uh julie garland we hear julie garland's speech in the background um, but it reminds me from what, she, from what she's saying. If you all will take a listen yourself, well, I think you skipped everything. You got the whole part about Gi telling him, "Don't go home because you're gonna die." Oh, okay. Explain that to them. Yeah, I did. I did skip that. She said, "Don't leave because you're gonna die if you leave." And he was just so upset about that foxtail. The foxtail playing with his. And so that's what Gia. Gia is afraid for his life. Right. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. Now, that is a significant point that I did miss. Um, and so he gets out. He does the quick, the, the tick, high-pitched voice thing. <laughs> I can't even do it. He does this weird high-pitched voice the thing. The funny thing about it is you hear tick, you you see so many different versions of tick in this in this episode. You've seen him crying like a baby up in the hospital. Right, yeah, he was upset You've because he couldn't You've seen him read. like a vicious yeah. killer shooting somebody in the head. Then you see him in love. Then you see him scared. He had a lot of emotions in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were absolutely and correct. And shouts out to the actor. He did a great job. Yeah. Uh, yeah they all did um they all did great um yeah and so uh that's where uh julie garland's speech uh as i was saying it kind of reminded me of what black people go through with the media because julie, julie garland's speech was um explaining what she has to go through how the media write certain things about her and say things that's not true and i'm thinking like today you know that's what the media has done to dave chappelle minister louis farrakhan even with the stuff with like um with the riots like when you know like white people they might riot after a game or something like that and they'll be like oh they're just having you know they're just they're just having fun or they're just letting it out you know what i mean they're, you know they'll cool off in a minute but then when someone black who gets killed and then they're released just like the brianna taylor situation and then black people get upset about that and then they have a riot and it's like it's uncalled for they're animals they're this sure. so that was the thing I got from uh, Julie Garland's speech is the, you know, basically the same thing being ridiculed, you know what I'm saying? And, and the untruths that's in the media, but also uh, the attention goes back to, uh, 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 I can't, can't think of her name right now, Gia. And uh, that's Gia. And that's where uh, she notices a fox. And that's what I thought, like the nine-tailed fox, you know, like that's when I like, was like, oh, I wonder if this has anything to do with the nine-tailed fox. And I thought about Naruto, but I was like, nah, Naruto is Japanese. <laughs> but come to find out, they they share uh, the same thing. Uh, do, do you know anything, any more information about the Kamiho? The Kamiho. <laughs> Kamiho is a creature that appears in the tales and the legends of Korea. Devouring from ancient Chinese myth, myths, <laughs> folklores, a fox that lives a thousand years turns into a kamiho, like in Japanese Chinese. That's one of the Japanese, uh, like the Japanese and Chinese peers? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love when you don't listen to me and it falls flat on your face. No, I just, you just so annoying. No, I'm not annoying. I yes, told you, you what are. to do. I told you what to do. Anyway, uh, so anyway, yeah. So I appreciate that. So that, so that was a Camille. And then also, um, the mother said that she will risk her daughter for the answers because they wanted answers. And the daughter wanted answers about Tick. Will Tick die? And she was very, very concerned about that. And so the um the uh the the korean shaman was like uh the the mudag 
was like, you know, well, are you willing to risk your daughter? Because you come to me with 99 souls asking for questions. And so like, she's like, yeah, you know, let's take on the die. She's like, these are mortal, moral, mortal concerns that, you know, you shouldn't be concerned with, you know, about the death of, you know, take whatever the case, because you're going to face a lot of deaths. You're going to see a lot of deaths before your journey is over. That's what the uh, the Korean uh, shaman uh, told uh, Jian. So, uh, so yeah, so that's basically how it ends. And then uh, next week, it looks like Letty and um, Ruby are going to have a back and forth. I think they're going to find out about um, Christina, Christina Blythe. Blythe is it Blythe Water, Blythe, Blythe something. Anyway, we're going to find out about Christina, and uh, and I think Letty and Letty and Ruby are going to. I think we're going to have a sister story this time. Hmm. So this this is going to be interesting. I'm kind of interested to see where this story is going to go with uh, Tick in the future. Tick in Jia uh, is Jia is going to come to the United States, or you know if there's a portal from Korea to the United States that'll get you to Chicago in two minutes, just like how the portal was from Boston to uh, Chicago. Chicago. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. So with did you have any likes or dislikes about this uh, episode, Nikki? Again, I like the fact that she got her own her home her own episode, and we got to see who this person was that was over the phone. Um, I, I like that they did focus a lot on the relationship with her and her mom, and how strained it was. And I like the fact that um, Tick had so many different emotions. Um, we got to see his whole. We got to see his what he had to go through in the military because he always tell Letty about you don't know the stuff that I seen when I was in the military. You, right. You don't know what I've been through. So now we know. Right. We right. know more than Letty. Right. That is true. And uh, and what I did like about it, I did love the story. Uh, the visual was beautiful. Great acting uh, with Jamie Chong. Uh, she did great. Also seeing the range uh, with. Um, uh, what's her name? I can't. I can't think of the young lady's name. Uh, Priska, Priska Kim, um, Young Ja, you know. And also, like you said, Tick did a great job. Uh, I mean, he, 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 like you, he, he, uh, he brought so, so many, many emotions. Different yeah. levels to his, um, his acting skills. Yeah, yeah. And also the story arc between Jiha and her mother. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, discussing the Korean shamanism. Uh, I hear that a lot of Koreans, because they actually did a uh, one of the podcasts from the HBO where the writer was speaking uh, with uh, Jamie Chung, and Jamie Chung was kind of breaking things down. And Jamie Chung is Jiha, for those who don't know, and she was discussing how a lot of Korean like shamanism is kind of looked looked down upon, or they don't really introduce. You know what I'm saying? That's like a part of the story or the mythos that they really don't go into anymore. And um, so they thought that was interesting. And uh, I also, too, was interested. She said that she wouldn't let her, her parents watch this episode because of the mythos and talking about the Korean War. Or do you think she won't let her parents discuss it because uh, the love relationship that she, her and Tick was actually having sex? She was having sex no, with a black I, man. Just like she said, it's the fact that they, they lost so much during the war and that you're in a movie and you're portraying this little fictitious story about something that's serious to them. So it's kind of like if my mama passed away, don't be on TV acting, doing some type of comedy show in reference to my mom because I don't think that's funny. I think because she ain't gonna let her parents watch because he was with a black man. That's what I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, also, uh, I like the, the, the throwback from when we witnessed Lady losing her virginity and it throws it back to Tick losing his virginity. And also, the nine-tailed fox story was dope. I never knew that that was a cultural thing. I, I knew about Naruto. I watched Naruto all the seasons except Baruto. So going through Naruto, I, I thought that was really dope. Um, you know, just to know that that actually is a, a mythology type thing. You know what I mean? So um, I, I thought that was really really cool. Um, do you have any dislikes? Um, I'm not. I understand why they did the subtitles because it made the it made this episode more authentic. 
But I'm fine. I'm not a subtitle person. I got stuff to do. I can't just keep watching TV. I can't read. Anyway, just kidding. Just joking with you. Carry on. <laughs> so anyway, uh, ticks. Uh, we get. The, I just like ticks darker side uh, by killing innocent people with, uh, and also the women of Daegu. Daegu. And also, I you know I get Tick running out on Jihad, but I guess it, it felt a little it felt a little bad. Well, he didn't know. He was like, "What are you? I thought you were a person, and now you got tails coming out of you. You're not you're a, you're not a real person. You're something. Right. You're you're a monster for real. So yeah, yeah. So that was it. And uh, what do you compare this film to? Um. I don't watch foreign films, but I'm sure a foreign film. <laughs> I compare this to Geisha. I think it's called Geisha Girls or Geisha. Well, that's a foreign film. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's more so like, I think it's a Chinese foreign film, if I'm mistaken. Um, but uh, but it did remind me, you know, of Geisha, the, the, the beauty that was in it. Um, and also the, the shots, the colors. Uh, I know it's like different cultures, but actually they kind of share like the same culture as you read uh, mentioned earlier about the um, about uh, uh, the Chinese culture with the nine tail fox, and also Japanese have the same culture with Korean Korea. But I but I think a lot has to do with that war, the Korean War that that happened because didn't like Japan uh, have their hands in Korea, and then what ended up happening was uh, was it after. World War II, during World War II, was it one or two? I can't remember. But it basically, uh, you had it where it was split. I think Russia, no, it was during the Cold War, where Russia ended up getting the top half of half of North Korea, and uh, America had the bottom half of South Korea. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pull back, so I remember hearing this story. Actually, we never went, went over this story in class about the war i remember i was i left my book my folder in the classroom and i went back to get it this when i was in college and then i heard another professor in history was talking about the cold war and it was my first time ever hearing about the cold war i didn't know that russia and america was about i didn't know none of that stuff and i actually sat down because it was an empty class but it was a class next to that class and i actually sat down just to listen to them discuss it because i didn't know any of this stuff and i'm like what it was a war it was a cold war i didn't know not, nothing about this so I actually sat down and just kind of listened, and I, that's what I'm kind of going off of. But I didn't know it was called, part of it was called the Korean War. That's when I said earlier, I didn't know anything about the Korean War. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I didn't go to that part of the Cold War. And I know it kind of stems off, you know, from, you know, World War II or whatever the case may be. But I we didn't go in that in depth in our lessons. Or either I just wasn't paying attention. I don't know. But I know I never heard anything about those wars. Mm. But I did, you know, I did hear some of the stuff. What about you? Did you know anything about like, the Korean War and all of that? You know, I wasn't really big on history. Oh, okay. But yeah, so uh, what would you give this show? I'll give it nine Kamihos. Damn, that was a good one. Okay. I give mine ten foxtails. <laughs> I said it would be dope if I would have gave it nine because it would match nine. Foxtails. I'm gonna give it ten. I really. This is my. This is my favorite episode. What, what is? What would you rate this? Is it one of your favorites? No. Again, I don't like the subtitles, but it, I understand why it was there. It made sense. But no, it's not my favorite. Oh. Okay. Alrighty. Well, that is it for Critical Blues reviews. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Anything else you would like to say? Like to give your Instagram your. Um, you can hit me up on Instagram at NikkiLB1. Okay. That is I from Chicago. All right. And you get me up at Critical Blue Reviews on Instagram, Critical with a K, Critical Blue Reviews. And also, you can hit me up on uh, 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 Facebook, Critical Blue, Critical with a K. And you can hit me up, uh, look me up on um twitter and that's critical blue reviews critical with a k all right folks that's it for lovecraft country episode six meet me in daegu and as i mentioned before this will be episode 94.
94. What happened in 94? Oh, year 94? Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, that, that's what, what it was cross colors, I believe, in 94. Overalls. What's on jumpers? Yeah. We used to call them jumpers. Y'all call them overalls? That's what they're called, overalls. I remember I went to school. It was uh, the cut up overalls, the combat boots with the spray paint on the side. I want to say 94 did crisscross come out. Did crisscross come out 93, 94? somewhere around that because i remember i went to school I remember, with my, my kelly jumper. had 12 play in 94. <laughs> i remember i went to school with my jumper backwards my clothes backwards like just crawls and I, I went in the bathroom i'm like should i do this <laughs> <laughs> anyway y'all y'all take it easy uh hit us up when you got any questions and 